0: Hello, and welcome to In Star Trek We Trust. On this episode, we will be discussing Broken Pieces, the eighth installment of Star Trek Picard. My name is Ethan, and I'm joined by... By my name is Kevin. All right, my name is Kevin. We had a lot happen in this episode. Indeed. And the biggest, perhaps, arguably reveal is right up front with the admonition. hmm
1: on the Conclave of Eight, in the yes. middle of the Conclave of Eight, which we finally find out what that was.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eight Romulan ladies, and
1: Well, there's ten planets. of them. It's eight. It's in There are eight suns. The planet's in the middle of eight suns.
0: I thought there were also eight ladies. No, I counted there were ten. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> now, let me just get this out of the way first. Maybe okay. I'm dumb, but this is the first I've Maybe. heard of these eight suns.
1: Um, yes.
0: Okay. So, okay.
1: Yeah. We've heard of the Conclave of Eight, but yes. it wasn't. It was only and it was only mentioned, I think, once. And okay. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't really. It was sort of said, sort of off to the side in a way that didn't really seem important at the time. It didn't,
0: so it didn't. and I didn't see anyone drawing these symbols,
1: as Rafi said, either.
0: No. Okay.
1: No. Just checking. Well, because when Rafi looked at them, because she was looking at them briefly, um, I think last week she was looking at the drawings.
0: Okay. I we thought, didn't know what they were, where they
1: came I from. I thought they were actually meant to be. I thought they were just drawings of like Dodge's necklace, Interesting.
0: Two, yeah, you know. So it feels a little second Red Angel, but, <sighs> but I, not none as bad. I rolled with bad. it. I roll yeah. with it.
1: Yeah. Um, but a very a weird opening
0: scene, I will say. Yeah, it's strange because we saw almost all of it before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We get some more background to it.
1: Barbara is heavily featured. <laughs> That's true. Auntie Bob. <laughs>
0: auntie, auntie Bob. I'm going to call it that from
1: now on. Barbara being the crazy redheaded. Yeah. Auntie Ronald, Barbara. Who we find out it's a. Um, who is a Zotvash?
0: Yes. So, and we find out that this vision and Auntie Barbara are what destroyed that cube mm-hmm. because they were her grief or yes. her despair. Or
1: so we despair finally find out what the deal was with that portrait. That's And why that happened. Yes. So. I think I kind of echoed this sentiment last week, but I just gotta say it again, because it's now becoming more uh prominent as the episodes are going on. Again, we're now stuck with we're now dealing with this whole galaxy ending, potential galaxy ending
0: scenario. Yes. And I just like, can we not? I agree with you, as I've said before, however. I do like, I do find it interesting what they did. Yeah. And the interesting thing I found is that idea of when you achieve warp the vulcans show up. Yeah, um, and when you achieve too much AI the threshold idea someone yeah. shows up but it's yeah. not friendly vulcans it's evil something. I mean,
1: I would say that that in some way is an echo of sort of what happens today with this whole with our sort of technological advancements what does it do to us? as a, you know, people. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, yeah. and, And I think that even though, if we let this continue, this is what will happen. So I, this sort of like a, you know, it's a warning as such, but, um, I will say the galaxy ending or the, you know, destroying all civilizations, destroying all life in the galaxy. That doesn't seem as, um, important as it was in say, you know, a season two of Discovery where like, oh, we've got to stop this because Right. You
0: know. And I think also Discovery
1: kept hitting you over the head
0: Yes. And we don't actually know what would happen because their vision hmm. and even this conclave of eight sons hmm. is two hundred thousand years old. Right. They may just be wrong. I mean Possibly. I'm sure that doesn't make for good television, but Possibly. It would be it's surprising that everyone is so Or I don't know if everyone is, but they certainly are so agreeing with it. Um, What you said about our technology reminds me of this and I think it's not apocryphal. I think it's a real thing. But someone was interviewing, I might have even been on a TV show, a Chinese scientist about cloning. And they were talking about cloning humans and they said, "Are, are you worried about the ethical implications? And the Chinese scientists actually laughed out loud at them because just letting them know that why would we worry about ethical implications? Yeah. If we can do it, we're going to do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could see that being sort of like a taboo technology that people would react poorly to
1: being oh, totally. developed.
0: And um,
1: and I think that in and of itself is sort of like it's classic Star Trek, right? right? It's meant to be sort of a mirror for what's going on in our own society. So, um, yeah, I definitely... The more I discuss it now, and the more I think about it, that's sort of how I see it. We don't know how far out this is going to extend, like because nobody has said, "Oh, this will destroy all life in the universe" or something like that. You know, I think I'm just because I'm just basically going off of what we've seen in these visions. And I'm like, "Oh, here we go again."
0: Right. And we've seen Eric's sister say, even in this episode, "Are you afraid of the Borg? Because something far worse is coming if I don't succeed in my mission." Right. We don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. We don't know if it's still around after 200,000 years. Yeah. So I don't know that we saw anything new in this vision. We saw the exploding. We saw the suicides. I think the only thing that I'm not sure if this is new or if I never noticed it before, but that white Android's face morphed into data for a split second. I saw that. Yeah. And I don't know if it did that last time.
1: Well, and I keep meaning to go back to look at that Android's face because I keep wanting to – I want to figure out, like, is that,
0: is that, um,
1: is that Arium? Is that meant to be Arium or something Arium-like?
0: I don't know. Hmm. I didn't see any gray.
1: Like, in other words, and I think, I think and the reason I'm thinking that is because, not because, oh, is it going to be a nice nod to Discovery, but is it just meant to be, you have Arium, you have, it's like a spectrum. You have Arium, then you have Data. And it's just sort of, like, Arium sort of eventually becomes what Data Right. Be like Arium is a very early version of what yeah. um, synthetics was. I Except
0: Arium is more of a human, just kept alive by
1: correct. But uh, I think so that that's, that's sort of where it begins, and then
0: just very maybe. gradually you get to Perhaps. data. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that the new thing that we've got here is that, um, this warning. So they put these eight suns together knowing someone would want to check out eight suns. They put the planet in the middle so knowing someone would get there and they would get the warning from the mm-hmm. electric railing. Yep. Um. Yes. So I still don't fully buy the fact that this vision drives the viewer insane.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you feel like it... Because Rizzo was the only one who sort of survived it i mean barbara kind of did
0: yeah it's not with her mind intact but then she also Excuse said me, like, auntie auntie barbara was yeah. also not fully sane before she said right um but
1: Gerardi survived it too that's true
0: um, oh of course oh
1: but with your i mean Gerardi experienced it through a mind melt and so it got me thinking is it
0: did she see the whole thing? Yeah. Could she meld did make she it... turn down the volume? A yeah, little bit? exactly.
1: Does the mind meld
0: make it less impactful? Right. So, you know. um, but that does bring up a good point that we was now, it cliff notes. We now know that. You know, i said I was confused about Commodore. Oh, well, she's half Vulcan, half Romulan. Just as it's
1: just as Thank God.
0: To yeah. I don't feel so dumb anymore. Um,
1: well, as, to my point though, they could easily go undercover. Respectively. Respectively. Because they look so much alike.
0: Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And so then we also see the recruiting of Rizzo, which I can't believe her name is Rizzo still. Hmm. Um, Rizzo. Well, it's in quotes, Rizzo. Yeah. Yeah. It just sounds like there was a rat on the Muppets called Rizzo. And it just sounds like, I don't know, like the, when like the have, lady cabbie on well, Taxi. The taxi you have like Rizzo. Rizzo! The thing is, you have Rizzo and you have Rios. on fourth.
1: The thing is, you have Rizzo and you have Rios. So they just they sound similar.
0: Yeah. In that respect. And plus, Narik sounds Romulan.
1: That's very is Romulan. does not. To me, Narek is not. is Karen backwards. I
0: know. I know. No <laughs> I'm just saying. Does he want to speak to a manager?
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, very 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 strange opening scene.
0: Yes. So. But we also get direct confirmation that it is Azat Vaj that mm-hmm. did the Mars mission to yep. stop the progression of. Synthetic life. Now it seems like st- also stopping the evacuation was just a a um, casualty, not a but not part of the plan. Yeah, because and this better get explained because I I,
1: I struggle with why and this must be it's clearly a question obviously, but I, I I'm confused over why Commodore O. Would allow the destruction of Romulus and Remus.
0: I can. But imagine you kind I'm of on. just. You kind of just. Yeah, because that. here's here's the thinking. Hmm. If we don't stop the synths, every Romulan's going to die. Right. If we do this, many will die, but at least
1: some will live. You know what I actually thought it was going to be, and maybe it still could. I don't know, but I actually thought that we would find out what if the synths were the ones who were responsible for creating that supernova that destroyed Romulus. Like I wondered, like would that would that have been some sort of artificial supernova that somebody was a that some a group of synths were able to create, and that could have been why Romulans don't they want to seek out and destroy synths? Nope. You know,
0: but it's because of the thing that will come, yeah. So, yeah.
1: But you think that Commodore O was just willing to?
0: I think it's the destroy the of- whole
1: world. That's sort of to make a statement to say.
0: I think it's just, I think she saw it as two choices. Either we kill 80% of the Romulans or 100% of the Romulans die when whatever comes, comes. Yeah. So it was a better
1: option. Because to me, the Romulans as a society seem very unaffected by
0: the destruction of their homeworld at this point. Well, the Zad certainly are unaffected. Yeah. And, yeah. Just from what we have seen. I know because well we've seen sort of two ends we've seen the Zad cruising right along and yeah. we've also seen though the the outpost yeah. planet which right. everybody was pretty yeah. destitute I think I I just again
1: I I want some more clarity on what's going on
0: I, I have a yeah. feeling
1: like there doesn't seem to be any kind of sort of like refugee
0: except situation. that one plan yeah and just I, that plan I just want to assume maybe like the elites are no not even all the elites because that guy was a senator you figured that would make him an elite also right so it's just the secret society's doing okay.
1: Or it could just be that's all that's left.
0: Right. That's true.
1: So yeah, um, that's, it's probably that. I mean, that's probably really all that's left.
0: Right. So. Except for me, random people here and there. No. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's the opening scene, which is pretty intense um and reveals a lot for us. Yeah. And yeah, so as we like mentioned, that leads us to know that the insane vision is also what killed, quote unquote, the cube, made it collapse. Hmm. So even the board couldn't handle it. Board couldn't assimilate that. either. You couldn't assimilate they couldn't that into it. their Easy data set.
1: Crazy enough. Um, so a segue into that then. So all of the stuff that's going on on the board cube. Yes. Um, so beginning on the board cube, seven. Makes her triumphant return.
0: Comes in, saves Elnor at the end, at the uh, at the last second.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I really love. And I want to see more of the dynamic between Elnor and Seven. He runs yeah. up and hugs her, and yes. that was great. I wanted yes. to see more of that kind of awkward Elnor. Yeah,
1: it's funny how like he's suddenly just become more and
0: more awkward. It's true. He sort of had a badass episodes. badassness yeah. to him at first, right? I but like awkward. I like I like the awkward badass. Yes, he's the badass when he needs to be. And he's awkward. Every uh, other but time.
1: it's cause that's like, it seems like that's all he knows. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So seven comes aboard and she decides that she's going to basically, uh, you know, reactivate the cube. And there were all of these nice little touches I liked. I mean, I loved the fact that when she actually successfully reactivates it, we actually see up close the regeneration of the cube. Yeah, We've never, we never seen that before.
0: That, that was interesting. Yeah. And I'm glad that's what it was. Cause remember I saw that and I thought it was going to be another hundreds of thousands of drones yes. fight scene. Yes. It was not. And I was so thrilled.
1: You thought it was going to be like those drones lifting off the yes. section 31 ships. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. I also really liked Seven's, um, struggle with that Yeah. because she sort of realized and Elnor said, just take control of all the XBs and then we can fight them off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she didn't want to do it because she knows what it's like to be assimilated. She didn't want to re assimilate them, and right. to uh, Elnor, it's no big deal. You just release them when we're done. Mm-hmm. They might not want to be released, and I might not want to release them. Right. So it's like a, it's almost like a drug addict going back and like taking a little bit of the drug, you know?
1: Well, she's. I think she's far more understanding of the idea because it used to be when she was on Voyager, right? She. Any chance to contact, especially when she first came aboard. Oh, yeah. Any chance to contact the Borg, any chance, any potential opportunity to go back to them, she would just rush at and try to take. And now you could see the sort of hesitation. You could see her sort of understanding not just the pain that they inflicted on her, but what it would inflict on other people. When she was still on Voyager, I mean, even though she began to grow away from them there didn't seem to be much of that understanding of what it is to be a former Borg drone because she didn't, you know, that never came up all that often. You know, she still... In a way, she would kind of defend the Borg way of life when she was on board. Right, yeah.
0: So now she's finally had enough time and Right. Janeway's teachings have taken hold.
1: Right. Yeah, she's definitely got... She's way more sympathetic to that idea, which I really like. And it, to me, it shows how far the character has come. Yeah, I think She, she
0: sees them as victims. Yes, they need to be helped. Well, when they
1: identified the Borg as victims a couple weeks ago, and it was really kind of the first time that I felt like I felt bad in a way. Yes. The Borg runs. Yes. Yeah. Which because we never thought of them
0: that way; they were always just right. depicted well, as the enemy. There was always someone trying to make that case. Yeah often and not always but often and then Picard would be the one pushing back against it mm-hmm. except in first contact it seems like right
1: well in I Borg he the crew was trying to get him to because you know they had they were beginning to have second thoughts about using Hugh as a weapon of destruction he yes. was because of his experience with the Borg he was saying like no
0: yes, yes. they're killing machines
1: his famous quote is it's not a, he's not a person
0: it's a Borg. Yeah. but Which is strange, given that he was in the same boat. Right. I figured he would have some sympathy. But his, he also is very, as we've seen in this, he's, well, a, he's also, a hubristic man. He also, really
1: is. But I also attribute that to he was only with them for a short time. and I think that Seven, it's not clear with you, but Seven at least was assimilated from being a, as a mm-hmm. small child. And so there was this sort of innocence that she she lost and, you know, Picard was only assimilated for a couple of days. Yeah. And think of all the horrible things he did in that time. Yeah. You know, seven, you know, and you and I say horrible things, it's really just a matter of perspective. It's just what their species did. But to seven, that's all she knew. She was raised on that. So she didn't see it as something that was, you know, Right, she said to life. her, assimilating worlds and other people were not was not an act was not a horrible act. it was just
0: yeah, she yeah. didn't have much of Annika's upbringing left.
1: but I will say the big difference is I think between them is that when Picard was a Borg, he didn't do any assimilating, he just reaped destruction, he didn't actually assimilate anybody okay. seven you know seven actually was assimilating other worlds. Right. In her time of the book. I mean, I'm sure there were moments of causing destruction due to resistance, but like when Picard was a drone, they were, you know, causing massive amounts of destruction on their way yeah. to Earth. I mean, they destroyed thirty-nine ships at Wolf 359. There was no assimilation. I mean the you know, Canon says that some people did get assimilated, but yeah. Yeah, so.
0: definitely he had a different experience. Yeah. But, you know, and the wise he... Picard? Why couldn't he relate? Please. He couldn't relate. Yeah. No. Now he can. Final. Um, I really... A few things that I like are... It was obviously pretty cool to just when she links in. Yep. The close-up of her eyes. And we are Borg. Yeah. You know, that was nice. You know, I feel like, uh, to use a cliche thing when talking about media, but... He, it was earned. You know? Because yeah. it wasn't... Um, yeah, they, they built up to it. They built the situation, the character to know why she would do it, mm. why the Bore cube is there, right? what the stakes are. I felt, you know, that could have been a cheap thing, but it right. worked really well.
1: Yeah, she she temporarily became the boar queen. Yes. But, again, there was that moment of... Where you thought to yourself, oh my god, is she going to stay? Is she going to stay like this? Right. And, you know, luckily she did not. But Mm -hmm. there would have been no hesitation in the past, in
0: my opinion. Oh, if it were, like, a few episodes into her time on Voyager. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did you try to take over the whole ship to get back to them at one point?
1: There were multiple times. I mean, again, it was whenever she saw an opportunity, she would take it and try to contact the Borg. And, you know, there was the really famous two-parter, Dark Frontier, where she tried to go back, and then... I mean, she eventually developed a, um you know, a resentment toward them, and then began to view the Borg Queen as more of an enemy, mm. more than anything else. So, she eventually overcame it on Voyager, but for the first, like, you know, year and a half of her being there, there was, um yeah, she would have... She would have gone back, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I do think also Rizzo continues being a great purely evil villain. Yes. Yes. Taking him I'll need your weapon and all that, It's great. And then Jenna just opening the airlocks and not airlocks, but you know.
1: Oh yeah, and as I as I mentioned as I wrote down one of my notes, so tossing all the Borg out into space, I mean, okay, fine, but
0: they don't die. Do they survived
1: space? in the vacuum of space just yeah, fine in first I contact. That was very there was that whole deflector dish fight yes. in first contact.
0: so. That's my um, first thought. Although, but I guess if they're floating, they can't help because they're floating. They they're floating. They can't, they can't get they can, back. There's
1: nothing they can actually... Yes. You know, but yeah. she
0: did manage to get the XBs back. And um, I really like the scene of finally taking down Rizzo. But again, she saved you know by, by the second. beaming. Yes. Last week, too, she got saved by the beaming with the knife throw from yeah. Elmore. So, so she's got to go do down.
1: Thing. She's got to go down, but also, it's you know, it's building toward this conflict, obviously. But who is it? my question is who is it going to be between? I mean, it's it's a, it's, it's got to be Dodge. I, I, I think. But then you also have Neric out there, which it's we didn't see there. any Neric this week. No, thank God, <laughs>
0: first time. It's yeah. great. Um, yeah, I think that the cool thing I think is that there is no obvious showdown so to speak. Mm-hmm. The only showdown that would be obvious is the thing that's coming with I don't know who actually. So I kinda like that there's no obvious choice.
1: Well yeah I mean
0: Dodge is kind of I mean Dodge is the destroyer. Sure, maybe but there's but, but apparently there's a million Dodges. Right. Or at least three. Well four, because there has to always be two. Because we've got Dodge, we've got yeah, Dodge, yeah. Soji, Jaina We'll skip to the next part, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, yeah. That, but, I, okay, so before we get there, though, I did want to say it seemed like something you said last week that I laughed off. Hmm. Maybe it is true. So you said how people are going to show up in ships to save the day, just like in the end of um, Discovery Season 2. and So I imagine Elnor and Seven showing up with the cube. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. How cool would that be? At the last one? I mean. I mean, it would be lame, but it would be kind of cool. Elnor, co-pilot. I don't think
1: would, I don't think it would be lame at all. I think it would be pretty amazing. Yeah. You've got yeah. this whole Borg cube to yourself.
0: Yeah. And you can just. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if she could stay Annika but do it, it'd be great. So it's a very formidable weapon, of course.
1: Yeah. I mean, that would come off to me as like very y but still, it would be. I think yeah. it would be really cool.
0: But Elnor is the co-pilot. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's pilot.
1: It, No, I mean, I think it, I can because I can totally see that as being similar to like when Saru's sister comes up in the comes up and during the battle with the Bao Fighters.
0: Yes, but you this has been how kind of pilot
1: fighter, and it's but
0: this has been a much better the foundation of much that, better laid.
1: Well, because that was sort of y- there was more surprise with that because you were like, wait, what? You just didn't expect that to be the case, <laughs> right? You didn't expect them to show up like that. She You're was like, a farmer
0: last time we saw her. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, like, because the Klingon fleet showed up and that was like, oh, cool. And then they show up and you're like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> and then they flew that church from uh, New Eden up. Oh yeah, right. Um, yeah, so interesting. I don't think that'll happen, but and I did like also that when when he said, "Are you going to assimilate me now?" Elmore said that. Yeah, he said, um, "Anaka still has work to do." Yeah, I mean, you have to wonder like what it would be, what it's gonna, what that was like
1: for her, because to be actually be plugged into the Borg consciousness again after so long.
0: But that Borg cube is separate from the bigger collective, so maybe that made it easier.
1: Yes, but again, she linked herself to every single Borg on that
0: cube. And just the fact that she referenced herself as the third person means she fully was the collective. Yeah. But she was in control, you know? She was able to say, Annika still has work, can't stay here. But I think it also raises some confusion as
1: far as like the Borg hierarchy is concerned because now it seems to suggest... I mean, I think it was kind of hinted at before, but when they introduced the Queen in First Contact, you're sort of led to believe, oh, this is the Queen of the entire collective. And she even says, I am the collective. But wouldn't they all say that? But you wouldn't think that at the time because you thought, oh, that's... Oh, yeah. But that's just moving Silliness. We need one vain villain. Well, no, we, well, we. So the idea is, yes, I mean, you need a villain to speak for the Borg, in a, at least you know, as far as a movie goes. Yes. But that's also establishing the canon for what the Borg, for sort of like a Borg hierarchy from then on. You're adding more to the Borg lore as it was. Sure. But the Queen's defeated at the end of that movie, and so you think to yourself, of oh, the Borg, is it going to so be like
0: the end of the? Borg, right? And maybe like the Phantom Menace where all the droids just go. Well
1: that's essentially what happened. And that's silly. Then you we see the queen again in Voyager. Yeah. So it it seems to be Anybody can be the queen. It seems to be what happens is it seems to be that there are either multiple queens or if one goes down, another one just another Borg walks up and another plugs one in. takes over. Yeah. No, or does just... each does each ship have their own queen? Yeah, like I mean, it's
0: any of those things could be true. Yeah, and that's much more fitting with what we know of the Borg. Yeah, I like that answer better
1: because I think they're meant to be suggested more as, more as an
0: insect colony
1: where you have a queen.
0: Yes, yeah, like yeah. a hive. Yeah, and that, you yeah? know there may be many hives, and they might all be connected. to But it's the hive. Is the hive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I wonder what what's next for Seven and Elmore. Yeah, I, they're
1: becoming they're becoming quite a pair, which I really which I am really enjoying. So
0: yes, um,
1: I will say one quick nod Sure. Um, on the Borg cube. There was a really nice nod to the original series. Oh, cool. So just before they um, throw the Borg out into space,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Rizzo refers to her uh, sidekick there as Centurion. That's a really nice nod. To oh, you. Centurion. That's yeah, a really that's nice that, nod to
0: Balance of Terror. Yes, and yeah. I that that caught my ear as well.
1: Yeah, I mean the, every time. They've, they've essentially adopted the Romulan theme from the TOS music. Okay. So, um, and they're utilizing that a lot throughout this, um, series, which I really like. So yeah, just another kind of, little yeah, I do have a note here. here says the
0: Romulan theme was dope. <laughs> I oh, yeah. didn't realize it was and the that, original
1: And series. that goes. Oh yeah, that goes way back to uh, when you first see the Romulans in *Balance of Terror*. That makes so I sense. Like that they're sort of adopting
0: this because it was so simple.
1: Yeah. The, the theme. You first hear it when uh, in the, at the end of the first episode, when we see when Narek
0: comes oh, uh, oh, walking nice. the smoke. Yeah. I love making the, his dramatic Narek, villainous. Not really the one I would apply it to. But,
1: making his dramatic villainous, uh, you know, entrance. But yep. Um, but mm-hmm. no, I, I I do hope that if this culminates into a into a final battle. That they do show up in the Borg cube and kind of uh, save the day. Um, Because based on the trailer for next week when they arrive at that planet,
0: bad stuff goes down.
1: Yeah, so I'm going, I'm going to, I mean, I know I'm jumping at it too, but I'm going to make the assumption that Dodge is going to somehow gain control of those and use them against the Romulan. Because there's now a Romulan fleet coming too. Yeah. Based on
0: this, so. It's got to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's where that fleet was going. Yeah, but it's going to take them a lot longer because they tapped into the into the Han Solo Borg Lightspeed.
1: Yeah, which was very cool.
0: I didn't mean to make fun. Well,
1: Narak followed them into the Borg Transwarp um, Drive at the very end. Did he? Oh yeah, that was I his ship. That. that was his ship following.
0: Them. Oh. Yeah. So Narak is the Han Solo then?
1: Well, they opened up a Transwarp sort of hub. And you see his and the go in you and see his sh- and you see his ship going at the very fall going after them at the
0: very end. Totally missed that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, we still don't know where his loyalties lie. I think fully.
1: I think he wants to be. I think he wants her more than he wants to destroy yes. synthetic life. Yeah. In my opinion. So. Yes.
0: So that brings us to La Ciorona. Is that it?
1: I think it's, yeah, it's like year for last. I I put it down as Lacerine. Okay. Lasserine? Like, I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Sorry. some really interesting stuff going on there. So my first note
0: on this, okay. I was
1: mad that it wasn't that it was DS12 and not DS9. You
0: you're the one who said it was, thought it was gonna rely too much on nostalgia. So. I, you know, but still, come on.
1: Deep deep space twelve, like
0: oh. <laughs> And you know three numbers leave? Well, you,
1: you didn't have to say deep space anything. You could have said Starbase 15.
0: Yeah, but no, they're in deep space, so they had to be deep space. Yeah. It's funny, too, because three deep space stations away is probably, like, billions of light years. Right? Not billions, billions. of light years. No, not billions of light years. I don't know how Trek space works. Millions million? No. Several. No. A long, a, far away.
1: Maybe like 20 to 30 light years away.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, I have to... That's a lot, though, right? I don't know.
1: I'd have to think they were sort of in the neighborhood. (laughs) They're three away, to your point. So how far away
0: can it really be? Well, it's probably like... Yeah, like it's like 80 light years or something. Yeah, but that's nothing. That's nothing. Well, Picard was very impressed that they went 20 in 15 minutes from the preview for next week.
1: Yeah, and i got to say, that didn't seem right to me.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, my first note on the... On the else last arena mm-hmm. is Picard saying You have no choice but to trust me too, So uh Soji. Mm-hmm. Didn't seem like he learned a whole lot from his time and how to deal with her from No. You know, because that seems like didn't seem like the best approach. I mean nothing really came of it, so that's fine. Um I really liked how he kept saying fact or theory to Rafi, I thought that was great.
1: I really liked his scene
0: with uh, Admiral Clancy and finally putting her in her, in her place. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, did he, though? Because she's playing him. Well,
1: okay, maybe not putting
0: her in her place, but he, but he actually spoke up to her in all the right ways, which I thought. Yeah, but I think she just... a waste of space. Yeah, but then I think she was like, fine, I'm going to send it, and it's going to blow you up, Picard. Because she's in on it, remember? She was playing him, um, punk. But that's actually my next note: is the going sw- the to swear- kill Picard, and she says "fuck"
1: again. The swearing admiral is I'm now referring to us. Yeah, yeah. Which it's it's that's not going down well with fans. Like the the amount of swearing
0: on this show. But it's only one character, mostly. One well, well, like, Starfleet character. Yeah. Well, uh, what's her face? gerardi
1: yeah, but she's just said a scientist. Fuck a couple, said fuck a couple times too, but...
0: She's <laughs> just a scientist. I, um, So, one thing. I was surprised that they never mentioned... The, they never vocally put together the fact that... They're going to kill Picard. Mm-hmm. Starfleet, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think they realize that? Because once they learned it was Commodore O, I expected someone to put together like, Oh, shoot, we can't actually go to Deep Space 12. Which they're not anyway, so that's fine. But no one ever, you know... didn't seem like anyone ever vocalized that it was probably well, a it's setup. St-
1: I don't know, though, because I'm still curious about how far-reaching this is throughout Starfleet. I mean, I know Clancy is in on this whole thing, and she's sending a bunch of ships,
0: but... And yeah, because remember, after she talked Do to Picard, you... she immediately contacted Commodore O. Yeah. Now, whether or not she knows about the Conclave of Eight vision, I guess we're not sure, right?
1: It's not clear to me what... Clancy is fully aware of. She doesn't seem as deeply into it as Commodore O is. Hmm. But she's definitely like Commodore O was Commodore O was literally a Vulcan Romulan hybrid who was who, as I say, burrowed into Starfleet and worked her
0: way up the ranks. Right. Right. So are you saying Clancy maybe was just contacting her in her capacity as security for Starfleet rather than conspirator?
1: All I'm saying is we've seen much more from Commodore O's side than we have we've only seen before today we only saw Clancy once yes so we don't know how sort of deep into this she yes. is
0: but we do so, know that after she talked to Picard she contacted O and said he's talking about Maddox he's doing this you know it yeah. seemed like she knew but you might not know the full extent I think she right. know she definitely knows something but yeah, I think you're right, though. She may not know about... I don't...
1: Because I don't know if that... I don't know if that fleet of ships is coming to stop the
0: card. R- right. I thought so. I thought it would be, though, because... Yeah. Hmm. I thought it was. The but thing I, is,
1: I think it's because... I have trouble believing that a fleet of a dozen starships would just unconditionally listen to an
0: admiral, and stop Picard. Like. Well, that's a good segue. Because we heard about um, Rios's
1: experience. Well, th- yeah, that's, that's why. That's why I'm saying that. Because,
0: yeah. I see. So it was hard enough to get two people to do something on Strangers. Right. How so you to get a whole fleet to kill Picard, who they all probably know. Right. Look up and know is a decorated officer. Unless it's Section 31 that shows up.
1: Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty I'll glad they haven't been watching, in the show at all.
1: I'll fucking stop watching the show, but it it's up being Second 31. Section 31. Section right. 31 would do it.
0: Yeah. Um, um, actually, yeah, they've never mentioned Section 31, have they? No. That's great. No. You would think they would... No. Don't want them. If anything, they'd be involved. They'd be in on the conspiracy because they're terrible.
1: Yeah. And I think that's definitely supported by what we learn of Rios. Up to this point. Um, I just... I can't imagine... Yeah, 12 starships trying to stop Picard.
0: Right. Just because one Commodore is saying, we have to take out Picard. Why? Well, right. I can't yeah. tell you. Yeah, yeah. Especially in, in Star Trek world, you know, it could be anything. It could be a shapeshifter. It could be a, but, um, someone took over her brain. But that, the, real stuff, that, the real stuff is fucked up. Yeah, well... So my thought on it, and I have this right here, all the hollows was fun, mm-hmm. but kind of pointless. Yeah. But I enjoyed... I mean, it was it was
1: funny, but it was like it was getting a little long on the tooth, I thought. Yeah. Just go knock on his door
0: again. Yes. And it felt like... Right, right, right. And it felt <laughs> like it was a showcase for that actor, who yeah. I don't know his name, but he is quite good. Yeah. I mean, I did enjoy it, and it was a little funny, especially when you got them all in the room. Right. And the way their personalities played off of each other, and even the idea that it was his own personality split up. Mm. It was interesting. Right. Um, but it was all just so she could get this bit of information about. Uh, I don't Jane remember there being that many ho- type that many holograms. Yeah, we haven't met them all. Yeah. And a couple of them look very similar. Yeah.
1: Well, they all look like him.
0: Oh, oh you're saying the same haircut? Is, yeah. Yes.
1: Although I did like the engineering one with the yes. Scottish accent. That was nice. Yeah, and the hat. That <laughs> was, right. was a nice
0: touch. Oh, yeah. I didn't put that together. Lassie, I
1: don't please don't call me Lassie.
0: <sighs> I noted. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, he can do good accent the the actors a good accent uh yeah.
1: actor well i'm beginning to wonder too um because I mean, so the mission that he's talking about with um his former captain
0: on the ibn majid
1: and coming across those two um Androids, essentially, from
0: that world. Beautiful flower. Beautiful and flower Jada. and Jada. So. That beautiful flower sounds like a original series person they would encounter. It does it does.
1: Well, and I think to jump ahead really quick, and you, if you look at the trailer for next week, it's see those ships that they encounter has, have flower look to them, as I recall. You see them briefly. Oh, interesting. They've got a flower like appearance to hmm. them. But Jaina obviously raises like five thousand questions, right? So, yes. Okay, so now we have a third one. And that means we have a fourth one. Right. Because there's always two. Right.
0: Unless they're paternal, fraternal twins.
1: Yeah, because we're told that they're built in pairs. But right, it doesn't this, say anything is, about gender. Is this like a before situation where they're sort of like almost prototypes or something like that?
0: Maybe, but if they're fine around making first contact, yeah, it sounds like they might be pretty advanced.
1: Well, do we know for sure the beautiful flower looked like her? Or that it's just Jaina? No, Beautiful Flower was a man. Right. Maybe I just got confused by what you said. So we have Beautiful Flower.
0: Yeah. We don't know what they look like. We don't know... But but we know Beautiful Flower flower is a male. Okay. And then we have Jaina. Yes, who's a female. Who looks looks like like Soji and and Yes. Yeah. Because he said, I met a man and a woman from a new planet... Mysterious man and a woman, beautiful flower and Jaina. Nine years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wait, how old was Dodge? Thirty-six months, she said. Yeah, so this is this was prior. Well before, yeah. Yeah. So the thing that surprised me. But Dodge
1: has her memories.
0: Whose? Like Dodge knew. Oh yeah.
1: Because remember Rios gives her the Yeah. French fries and the ice cream. Collect- dipping, Do we- dipping French fries and ice cream, which is just fucking disgusting.
0: Peppermint ice cream. Pe- ugh.
1: Um and Dodge was just like, oh, I knew that. Why do I know that?
0: Yeah. Well, two two things. Maybe one, maybe he just made them all like that. Possibly. And they all just, on their own, discovered pepper and ice cream. and french. How would that happen? Because I'm a human that's lived for many years, and I've never once had pepper and ice cream and french fries come in contact to find out if I like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or... I mean, look at what the other thing we've been think- we've been um, talking about is collective consciousness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so you just think they may just have... I mean... Maybe. Because even in that conversation between her and Picard earlier, it's suggested, at least to me, that she's also got Data's memories. Because she says, oh... Good point. He loved you.
0: That's true.
1: So that definitely so, is... Which goes back to the first episode when... They talk about it was what was a single neuron, neuron creating positronic a whole neuron. positronic neuron. Yeah, it's sort of like a it's like a cloning like procedure. Yeah. So
0: maybe it's a chain. Yeah, I'll take a neuron, build two. Take a neuron for one of them, build two more. So the yeah. neuron comes with all this information.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's clear to me that Soji has Data's memories in some ways because that was a very touching moment I think when she said that to Picard that.
0: Oh, he did love, love you.
1: you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I also thought it was a great character point because it's something that we've talked about. Um, that Picard says, uh, "Well, did Data love you?" Well, he had a hard time, you know, expressing his emotions. Mm-hmm. He and I were similar in that way. It's true, we, 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 I never thought of it that, that way. Because we've talked a bit about how Picard was kind of different mm-hmm. in Next Gen. He was a bit more stiff, mm-hmm. and you know, way more and, stiff. Yeah. Uh, how um, Data had a daughter before and he didn't give a shit. Right.
1: Uh, Picard definitely gave a shit because he, he was pretty pissed about it. I was watching that episode earlier when uh, he was, um, when Data first shows love to Picard. The first thing Picard says, you know, Data hoping Picard will be impressed, he says, you know, come on to Data at your convenience. I'd like to see you in my ready room. And, he was and gonna then, of course, he, he fucking him. yells at him for the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just saw it as a as an interference with the smooth operation of the enterprise. Right. So yeah, he's come a long way in his emotions, as many people do when they get older. Agreed. But I've got to see that acknowledged. Hmm. Um. So uh, one thing I think is not even that much worth mentioning, but but Pic- you will. Picard and finds out about Doctor Girardi. Yep. <clears throat> so. But what that leads to I think it's interesting is Dr. Girardi finally meeting Soji. Right. Calling um, <clears throat> her a work of art. Yes. And being so impressed with all the little details. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it was the writing or the editing or both. Yep. But a fantastic scene because we have her asking, am I a person? Cut with the scene of Rafi and Rios talking about. The fact that he helps, helps cover up a murder of right. synths.
1: Right, and it, at first I was not liking it because I was too focused on the editing, but story wise it made sense.
0: Yeah, because the topics were directly because the topics
1: were directly related. Yeah. But also the other thing I was thinking of, as far as the editing perspective goes, is that well, if these had been two separate scenes, you would have added like five minutes onto the episode, mm. right? So, I mean, it's just, it's not even something worth mentioning, but. I'm still not a fan of that editing choice, but in this case, it made sense because it was a parallel. Yeah, story. I like the lot. same thing was being told Yes, on because she's time. asking, yes. am I a
0: person? And he's talking about how he just killed them in cold blood. But, and yeah. she, and then later Picard even asks, do you think he knew that they were synths? Mm. And he says, I have to believe that. But, well, it shouldn't matter if we believe that she is a person. And mm. Girardi never answers her, does she? No. Yeah. She doesn't. I don't think she fully believes it. Right. Girardi. We know where Picard stands on it.
1: It's interesting to me how you have Data who knew he was an android and aspired to be human. But now you also have Soji, who is an android, thinks she's, a, I mean, well, a synth, I should say, thinks she's a human.
0: Mm-hmm aspires to be whatever she is, but she doesn't know.
1: But finds out that she's not, and she kind of... Yeah, she doesn't like it. Mm. It's... But it's more about her finding out that basically her entire life is a lie.
0: Right. Well, it is interesting, because, yeah, she had the thing that Data always wanted. Hmm. But I'm sure Data would rather know than not know, also, if he had the choice.
1: Right. But I think Data would not have reacted the same way, because unlike soji um not until later the data was data able to express emotion right he had the emotion chip but he didn't actually start using that till way later right so had this been say done to him on next generation i can't imagine it would have given much of a reaction from him because he had no way to express that belief how he felt about that
0: yes yeah. right right so right Uh, Did you find it interesting that this happened with Rafi and his former captain, is it nine years ago?
1: Mm -hmm. Something like
0: that. So that means that it was Commander O. So nine years ago. When was the attack on the Sands 10 years ago?
1: About 13, 14, 15, I believe.
0: Okay, so there's plenty of time for O to get in there and get high up. Yeah start sending these. Um,
1: do you find that the flashbacks and saying 10 years ago, 15 years ago, do you find it just, do you find yourself getting lost when they do that? Cause you're trying to place, okay, what's happened already? Has this happened yet? Has that happened yet?
0: Not really. Cause I don't no. think about it all that much. Like I didn't really think about this till now. Yeah. But I think we do. We, I think it's pretty clear always if something happened before or after the synth attack, mm-hmm. which is probably the most important thing to work. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's
1: it's see one thing I thought about with regard to this synth attack was we see in the flashbacks that these synths are the ones who actually carry out this attack, though we find out that the Romulans are the ones that are ultimately responsible for it. Mm-hmm. So which clearly tells us that they had some semblance of control over these synths and allowed them to ca- that force them to carry out this attack.
0: Right, they somehow hacked them. Yeah. Definitely. Which is, I guess, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think what I'm getting at is because she was able to carry out this attack and make it look like the synths were ultimately the ones who went insane and destroyed Utopia Planitia. Like, is there some, is there something more that they could have done to sort of carry out their ultimate goal? knowing that they could control these synths and destroy Utopia
0: Planitia. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Or was there a way to carry it out where they didn't have to, also destroy the rescue that would have saved all of it?
1: They're trying to make it look like it was not an accident, but that the synths were ultimately responsible. But if they were able to use the synths to carry out something of this
0: scale... Yes. I would have... I would imagine maybe this was just the highest concentration of synths right. in, in the Federation. Because
1: this is ultimately what got synths banned in the first place. Yes. So you probably needed to do something big. big. Yeah, you couldn't just
0: have one synth kill someone or something. Right. Even if it wasn't important.
1: But person. I guess, like, couldn't you have used these synths to say... Because here's the thing. They said the synths were banned. They didn't say they were destroyed. Hmm. So where so does that mean they're still there someplace? Like in other words, those are those the sense they go back to that to their homeworld to this homeworld of theirs?
0: No, I would assume that they were destroyed.
1: They said the they world. were banned. They didn't say destroy. I mean, unless it's implied that they were destroyed. But
0: the only reason I would they think say that, banned. I would think that they were, but only because of the way those workers on the flashback of um, Utopia Planitia talked about them. Mm-hmm. They seem to just. Talk about them like they were nothing. Like they were just a screwdriver. Right. So I could I could see that after it was over that they wouldn't think twice about destroying them. Or maybe they had to kill them all to stop the attack, also they had to blow them
1: up. I mean, we also don't know how far reaching since are uh, within the Federation anyway.
0: Right. Right. I mean well, it like, seems like
1: the largest concentration at this point was on Utopia Planetian.
0: Yes. But was it like droids in the Star Wars universe where they're kind of everywhere?
1: Right, exactly. We don't we don't know. And That's true. I just I think for me there's just a lot there's a lot of unknowns at the moment.
0: Yeah. Is all I'm saying. I would I'm I would assume that they destroyed them.
1: Well is it said they're going to they want to go to their homeworld to destroy I don't remember what the exact line was, but they're clearly going to their homeworld because that's where they are.
0: Who, is it Romulans?
1: Yeah. They're yes. going. They're trying to locate this homeworld to destroy all of these scents.
0: Yes. But I think they're only going... My theories are only going to be Soji-level scents there. You
1: don't think they're going to be like the, as you say, the screwdriver-like scents that we see on I don't think Utopia so. Planitia?
0: don't think so. Hmm. Unless Maddox brought some with him.
1: Well, because when they talked about, um, Beautiful Flower and what was it? Jana. Jana. They were referred to as androids. Now, is android and synth, is that an interchangeable term? Or is that a level of, or do they do it, are they referred to as such to identify a level of
0: advancement? Hmm. I don't know. I took it, I don't know. I didn't even I didn't think about that. Because data, data is an android.
1: Data right. refers to himself as an android. Now, is synth just slang for a synthetic?
0: I think, yeah, I think synth. I mean, it's, a
1: sh- it's short for synthetic. Yeah. But I guess my ultimate question is, is synthetic and android I take intercha- them,
0: an interchangeable term? I take them as being interchangeable. I, th- I assume that synth was just the hot, just the hip new way to talk about it. Like an X4, android. you say XB. Yes. Yeah. But why did they call them androids in that moment? Maybe because it the story was from nine years ago before they called them synths?
1: I'm just curious why they go from calling data
0: an android and now referring to them as a synth. Yes. But we have to assume that if this one looked exactly like Soji, then this Jaina would have been Soji level. I think if
1: you have a... If you have a synthetic that looks like, that can pass as a human, like, to your point, a Soji level, maybe that's when you refer to it as a, well, no. Actually, that wouldn't make any sense either.
0: Because he didn't know that they were Androids. The because time. the synths that
1: did the, that were on Mars didn't look too different than Data.
0: Right. And
1: they, and call... they still refer to those as synths. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm wondering if there's something in there. But yeah, may, is it, maybe is not. it
0: significant? It could okay. be.
1: It could just be a change in terminology mm-hmm. as a way of distinguishing.
0: that right. that's the only time we've heard the word Android.
1: Yeah, as far as I know. So I just, I wonder if, there, if that choice was made for a
0: reason to do, to call them that. But yeah. Hmm. What did you so, think about Rios's story of his part in covering up? It's very. um,
1: it's you know for lack of a better word it's interesting i don't know yet what effect that has on it, on the rest of this storyline um it definitely adds another another layer to it but i think it's also a minor layer of confusion too because we find out there is this other android that looks like soji and dodge and you're
0: like wait what yeah is that a little a second red angel
1: <sighs> i hope not but but it's also meant to sort of show you that how far reaching commodore o is in wanting to eliminate all of these
0: sets right? yes and the fact that she was already giving secret orders nine years ago right and captains were following them. And as Picard says later, you know one of the best that Starfleet had to offer was following right. these orders from Great. Commodore O. I went, oh! I wonder if Commodore O would have done the same mind-meld tactic on this captain to get compliance. I guess it would make sense. I hadn't thought of that.
1: Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I, I was curious to know how they would have destroyed that ship with all hands. How they would have carried that out.
0: Oh, because there's a whole crew there. Yeah. Right.
1: If you don't do this, we're going to destroy it. Well, how are you going to do that? you got to send a bunch of... Oh, well,
0: hmm. They're just going to tell your crew, like, we're blowing the ship up. Just blow it up.
1: Yeah. Or you're going to send 12 starships to come destroy it. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I... It's interesting now that now Rios is sort of entangled in all of this now.
0: Yes. It which was, I was
1: not expecting.
0: Right. I really liked how it was kind of his turn to bring some new information to the greater mystery. Yeah. Which was kind of nice. But it made sense
1: there, too. It wasn't as if he just suddenly said.
0: Yes, no. It just made it perfect sense. wasn't like he
1: walked into a room
0: and said. Yes. And plus, <laughs> we've been hearing about the Ibn Jid, Majid... Um, for a while and we heard that it was classified We right. heard a lot so this made perfect sense that once we get the reveal it fits into the bigger story yeah, you found out yeah they didn't have a sport drive good writing they had <laughs> they did not have a sport it was drive,
1: not a sport drive. <laughs> it was a murder but it's you know it's, it's one of those reveals which happens late in the season and i was running it through in my head saying was there an earlier opportunity to reveal this and i couldn't and i and i it didn't
0: seem to be the case no, I think it worked out really well because yes. that's the first time he has seen a Dodge or Soji. Right. And that's what triggers it for him. Mm-hmm. But again, right, this is this foundation has been laid. We already were curious about his past ship because we knew that he quit after. We knew that it was classified. So, you know, it's good writing where right. they planted early and then it pays off later in a way that matters to the story. And I think one great thing is that it led to a fantastic scene between Picard and Rios. And here's why I really liked it. It was reminiscent to me of, you know, the next gen episode where Picard has to take a trip with the annoying person on the, um, he has to take it on the shuttlecraft Yep, it's a really long trip, but then he winds up talking yes, to. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. one scene where I feel like, oh, this is just two actors, and they're really nailing it, and I care because these are two great actors talking to each other. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt with this scene. Um, it was just they were both just uh showing off their craft.
1: And I like that he channeled the very sort of like Doc Brown thing. Your future hasn't the future hasn't been written yet
0: that yeah, no one's has. Right. Yeah. And he was talking about openness and optimism and curiosity and how it was 200,000 years ago that this thing happened. It may not happen again.
1: Right. That was nice. It he was, was giving the, he amazing. was, Picard was giving the Star Trek speech.
0: Yes. The, Starf, the, the Starfleet. The Starfleet ideals. Yes. He was bringing them to life. Yeah. Which I really appreciated. Yes. But um, then he was interrupted yeah. by Soji who burst in and started using the, the yeah. holographic. Steering wheel. I um, do like how
1: Picard tried. and He said, "I don't know how to use this."
0: Yes, that was good. <laughs> he sat down very purposeful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was very strange. He first sat down and he was looking at people, and I thought he was gonna tell like I thought he was gonna say, "Soji, you should do this" or something, but instead he said, "I don't know how to do this." Well, see, I thought he was gonna actually sit down and then be the captain. Yes. Yeah, but he was in the. But I think he was in the seat. navigator or the seat. He wasn't really. In, that wasn't. Really, that was the captain and. I don't yeah, know, and I was like, pilot seat. But I love that it just sort of teased you. It was like,
1: nope, not going to do that.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like how I predicted he would say, engage, and they would say, what does that mean? <laughs>
1: but the, but so, but it it reminds me of the point I want to sort of reemphasize in that this was a very, this was a very character driven episode.
0: Yes, very much so. You had some great scenes with
1: this. I mean, this was, think about it, this was a bottle show. There was no. Oh, yeah. I mean, you went. had yeah, two bottles the, though. You had the cube. you were the, you on the, the board cube, yes, but. Yeah. There was no. Think about it. There were no. Yeah. Unnecessary yeah. action scenes. I mean, you had a, you had like a small fight scene. Yes. Right, but it was purely
0: a character episode. Yes. Character driven episode. And there were and... some great moments between all the different Rioses and Rafi. Right. You had the great scenes with Rafi and Rios. Yep. He had great scenes with Picard and Girardi. It was,
1: a, it was a very balanced episode. Everybody had. Yes. Every single character had a had a moment, had a story.
0: Yes. I was had like, Elnor had the journey. least
1: to do. Right. But he still had something. Yes. It yes. wasn't like he was totally ignored. Yep. Um.
0: Or I mean, do you consider Narek part of the main cast? No. I care about Narek
1: because we didn't see him this week. But
0: I was glad to I needed a break from
1: Narek. Um, but no, everybody, everybody on Picard's crew had a moment. Yes, and I, yeah, I liked it a lot. And they're but, all
0: fantastic right. actors. It was not a dud. Yeah, you know, w-
1: when this show was announced, I was afraid that they that this new cast they were going to sort of be regarded as sort of the you know. Second fiddle to the TNG cast. Like, I was thinking, like, oh, you know is still really? going to be as close to them as his next gen cast, but well, yeah. And we're going to be comparing them to the next gen cast, but they're so different. It's so different and so far removed from, from them. Like, okay, we saw Riker, we saw Troy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't think we're going to see them again. It's not as if the show is relying on the next gen cast. I mean, yes, you want to see them.
0: Right. I just had a thought. Go ahead. The last episode ends with a a battle, uh, and they're gonna show up. No, an Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru scene of their charred corpses next to their house. Oh. God, no. no, that wouldn't happen. Fans would riot. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're so different, and what goes on on the ship is so different because, mm-hmm. I mean, you had someone drinking himself. Yeah. Not to death, but just to like oblivion, to try to forget this horrible thing that happened. And it's far more, you know, the next gen cast was usually dealing with problems that were, yeah, um, you know, what's the word, technical in nature. And there were little personal things would come up here and there, but it wasn't the main thrust. Where this is way more about the personal.
1: I think the show does have a very optimistic view. I mean, yes, it has these sort of dark overtones in a lot of ways, but it's a show that's Picard is trying to lift everything out of, out of all that and just sort of be Picard himself is trying to be the the sort of um, beacon of hope is sort of the best way I can put it and sort of reminding everybody. I mean, he, you know, when he says in the first episode, it was no, this is no longer Starfleet when he's, You know, yelling at Clancy and saying, "If you don't, don't tell me this is how the Federation is." And if it is, and if you tell me that, you're a waste of space. Like, and then that scene with Rios, like he's, he's representing sort of in universe the best of Starfleet, and in the real world, he's also representing the best of what Star Trek is. And I think he's, he's bringing both of those to this show.
0: Absolutely, and even. I even think it's more powerful that you have flawed characters like Rafi and Rios right. that also are doing the right thing and trying to embody some of those ideals because <clears throat> you don't have to be perfect, no, or 100% good to do good. Well, again, because if you if you think of Next Gen, all the characters
1: in the show they try to portray them as perfect, and as we've said before, you can't write. Drama with yes. perfect people. You need that's why all, that's why most of the threats came from outside. Yes, there's a very kind of almost Deep Space Nine approach with the show in that. On DS9, you had your Starfleet characters who were for the most part. You oh, know oh, good perfect. But but then you have people like Quark, Kira, Odo, um, mm-hmm. Garrick, yes. who were not, and,
0: and they run in all a different type of conflict.
1: So you had a really,
0: really good mixture of yeah, different know. conflict, different types and, of relationships,
1: and, that's, and you have that on this one as well.
0: Definitely. Though I will point out that Jordy's love life was not perfect. You gotta get off this Jordy's love life. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. You really <laughs> do.
0: Well, it was not perfect.
1: It was also the least interesting aspect of Next Generation.
0: Oh like come Push off. Um. So, as as predicted by me, the compass came back into play. Yes. And it pointed to her true north, or her home world, mm-hmm. and just as um, daughter said it would. Girl I, I don't the, think there was any doubt that it... Girl of play. the Woods? Is that what her name was?
1: I don't think there was any doubt that that compass would have played.
0: All right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because they made such heavy emphasis on it last week, but... Yes. So... Well good on them for, yes. yeah, for doing it, right? We well
1: again, to your point, they don't put things like that in unless there's a reason for
0: it. So. Yes. Yeah. And
1: so we have two episodes left. We do, and it's going to be a two parter. So we've got another uh oh, two parter? We've got another sweet such sweet sorrow situation. Next more week like is,
0: ten ten parters? One no, 10 parter? Well no,
1: next week is part one. It's the same episode title. Oh
0: okay. Part one, part two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 'Cause it yeah. But the show is kinda like a ten parter.
1: Yes. But
0: yeah. That's interesting though, because that tells us that this is all going to take place on or we assume maybe Soji's homeworld. Which is yeah. we're calling it a homeworld because yes, it is where she was created. Um well, so that leads me to this question to
1: Riker and Troy's kids point. Everybody needs a homeworld.
0: That's true. And you can yeah. make your own homeworld. You can make your own homeworld. The thing that I wonder is, all right, two questions. How many are there? So geez. Mm-hmm. And did Maddox make all of them or are they now self-sustaining?
1: That's my question. Like is Maddox was Maddox on that planet? Just cranking them out.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, Henry Ford style? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Or do they now pluck a neuron and make a...
1: Is it that easy?
0: Make a baby. Yeah. I don't know. Things to find out. And do you think we're going to see the 200,000-year-old warning come to fruition?
1: I think we... I think it'll be stopped, but I think we'll see... Yes and no. Intriguing. Yeah. I think we'll see I think we'll see it start to come to fruition and then this it'll ultimately be stopped.
0: Oh right, because of course yeah,
1: it's not gonna destroy
0: Yeah. Everything. Yeah. But you think it will the Romulans will have been right. Well here's I mean, here's what I think is
1: ultimately going to happen. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna culminate in a battle, but the way I see it is, you're gonna have to, Commodore O is gonna to have to get exposed, Clancy potentially, and then Starfleet finds out about this conspiracy within, from within, hopefully puts a stop to that. You've got the incoming conflict with Narek and Rizzo against Picard and Soji and Picard's team. So you've got some things you've gotta
0: tie up. Do so you think Narek is still with Rizzo?
1: I can't answer that. I don't know.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because I don't know what to think of him. Yeah. No. Um, so.
0: Other than he's working
1: handsome. To me, the threads that need resolving are the ones I just mentioned. Like, I think you're going to have to have Starfleet unless this is continuing into next season.
0: Right. So that way. was something That's that I just thought. Because
1: you would, because you would said like, does this continue but does it become different?
0: Different. Exactly. Here's what I would like to see. I would like to see that the Romulans are just wrong. Mm. Explain. I don't know how this would happen or how you would do it on screen, but I would like to think that the Romulans are wrong, that the warning is just superstition. I mean, if they were wrong, that would be pretty uh, spectacular. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want them to be right. Even if they're right and Picard's able to stop it, it yep. still like
1: gives them a victory. What it is, and I was thinking about this as we were starting the episode tonight, it's almost like that whole idea, like remember back in twenty twelve, they were saying, Oh, the Mayan calendar ends, so the world's gonna end on yes, December twenty first, twenty twelve. Like I'm seeing something it's like something ancient that people are still thinking is going to happen now. And I'm thinking, is that you know, we Is this the same thing? Yes, you yeah. said it
0: what I was thinking better than I did I would like it for it to be like that yeah um, because I don't want the Romulans to be right according to the ancient texts yes. this is going to happen on yeah because it would still give them so much credit right and it will sort of justify somewhat the things they've done right so I need for them to be wrong it's, and I need so I need for them to be no no AI threshold that brings the thing from wherever right and also what I would like to see The season ends with Picard and crew now on the run from Starfleet. I hope not. And they take a Borg tunnel to... The Delta Quadrant? The Delta Quadrant. And then they don't know how to get back.
1: And thus begins this. 70,000 light year trip back. They take it to the Delta
0: Quadrant. And they run into Voyager.
1: Voyager's home, dude. You they know, time traveled?
0: Yes. <sighs> You're not hearing me. So there's no time travel yet. This is not Star Trek. Till there's time travel.
1: Then why not travel 900 years into the future and join up with Discovery?
0: Because, I don't know, know, who could know why time travel works the way it does?
1: They time travel into the future and find themselves smack in the middle of Calypso.
0: Oh, boy. They go into the future, no, they go into the past, and they create the sphere. I just,
1: I'll I'll say this. We've got two episodes left. And at the moment, and I don't think it's going to happen now, I'm not worried that they may not be able to tie all of this up. Good point. That because I not... don't feel like there are that many... There are small lingering questions, but they don't detract from the main question.
0: Yes, I agree. I think I'm more curious to see how it's all going to fit together. mm mm-hmm. So, for instance, how, if at all, is the Borg cube going to be part of all this? How is Seven of Nine? How are Borg in general going to be a part of all this? Right. What is Starfleet's real objective right now of sending that fleet? Is it to help or is it to aid Zobbaj?
1: Out of all the things going on, what to you feels like the one that doesn't fit all of it? To me, I'm still not clear on the Borg reclamation project, really, and how that whole how that fits into this whole thing. I mean, we saw, yeah, it's a, good point. Barbara, it's know, a good point. We saw Barbara, you know, she gets assimilated and she takes out the Borg cube just by that. Yeah, fact so that's alone. a good point.
0: So that leads me to this: Why was Soji there? What was the purpose of sending Soji there? Right. And what was the purpose of sending Dodge to Earth? Right. We still don't really know why they were there Mm -hmm. and why they had this whole cover story to let them infiltrate. Yeah. And what was so important about the Borg Cube?
1: I mean, was the Borg Cube just simply a plot device or does it actually factor into the main plot of
0: this whole thing? I got to think that there was a reason to send Soji there. Yeah. I don't know what, but there just had to be a reason to send Soji there.
1: I mean, I was thinking to myself, okay, a ban on synthetics. Romulans don't like synthetics. They want to destroy all these synthetics, but I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, could are the borg could you consider the borg to be somewhat have some synthetic right. mess but to them. borg But yeah, like that that to me is still. Well they wanted a, the weapons. So But see, what I thought, see, my initial thought on this Borg cube being there was that in the beginning, Romulus is destroyed, and the remaining Romulans are sort of fighting for resources, and so they find this, it's almost like, you know, there's a storm coming, and then or a storm has come and nobody has any food, and, they, and these a town finds the only supermarket with food left, so they're all fighting to, you know. I thought that this Borg Q was sort of a similar situation, like they were just trying to, they were almost wrestling control over it to get a foothold back on being a technologically advanced species. So they were claiming it as theirs because, right? You know what I mean?
0: Yes, That's I think what that I was, the, it was, yeah, that was the thing I think was confusing most. And it still's kind of is because we know he was there for you know to help XBs. Hmm. And there were lots of people there to do different kinds of science <laughs> research. And the Romulans were there to get weapon ideas or weapon technology. Right. So in my brain, here's how I put it together, that board cube somehow was in Romulan space. Yeah. So they technically owned it. Mm-hmm but for some reason they opened it up to outside researchers but still maintained possession of it and there was a treaty in place for that yeah there Without was a tre- treaty in place for that yeah yeah that's how i took it but yes how does it fit and
1: but it's a piece of the puzzle that still doesn't really isn't really clear to me
0: yet no it's not yeah so i think that's one thing we'll find out because probably the people since um, Soji's Planet either sent her to the Borg Cube or at least know why Maddox sent her.
1: Because if it wasn't important, then you wouldn't have gone to the trouble of writing in Hugh. You wouldn't have gone to the trouble of bringing back Seven of Nine. Like, there's...
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we, I think we've seen in this show they don't do things just to do them. Right. It wasn't just, oh, we need a Borg Cube so people will watch it.
1: Right. Exactly. And, I mean, even if it's explained
0: by just a sentence, like, that's okay. Yeah. I think it's going to be more important than that. Yeah. I think we're going to find out at the planet why Soji was sent there.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. I highly doubt it was. So. And why they would also give her such a cover story that she doesn't even know she's undercover. Yeah. So that's going to be – that's the thing that I want to know more than anything right now.
1: All right. Well, I think uh, we can wrap this up for the week. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, overall, good episode, and uh, we'll see how this all gets. It seems to me that the beginning of the resolution of all this begins uh, next
0: week. So we finally make it to the home world. Yes. Thank you all for listening.
1: You can listen to us on CastBox. You can listen to us on Castro, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and Spotify. And I would also say to please rate us four stars on whatever platform you listen to.
0: And I would just say, radius the stars you think we
1: deserve. I want, I want five stars of the maximum uh, amount of stars.
0: Oh, I, I want all the stars. Yeah. But, you know, I want to earn the
1: stars. You want people to be honest.
0: I don't want pity stars. I'll take pity stars.
1: I'll take pity stars any day. Um, cool. Well, we'll see everybody next week.